Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, who, inspired by the terrifying sight of Callum Patterson hulking out and chasing the linesman around the pitch, is working on a screenplay where a Scottish lake-dwelling monster wreaks havoc on an unsuspecting world. Keep your eyes and ears open for updates on Loch Ness Columb coming to a cinema near you, as I welcome the brains behind the project, your friend of mine, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm good. You know, we're just spitballing some ideas around, you know, talking about uh, thinking, thinking we get DreamWorks in on this, you know. Oh, nice. Uh, it's good to get that family angle, get that, get that, uh, you know, if you can get toddlers involved, there's a lot of coin there, isn't there, really? Sure. We just want to confuse as much as Shrek, really, as possible. Oh, uh, nice. You know, yeah. hopefully oh, that's yeah, be nice for people to hear a genuine Scottish accent rather than that awful Mike Myers one that he does. Oh, Rich, I was planning on getting Mike Myers in. Oh, no. Fellow Canadian. Actually, no, I was planning to get Michael Myers from uh, the Halloween oh. franchise to the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking Patterson would play himself. But there we go. Maybe, uh, maybe well, I'm you an know. idealistic fool. Hollywood I'd love to, I'd love to see Callum Patterson wearing a green mocap frog suit. That'd be fun. <laughs> well, you just know he'd go for it. It doesn't matter what position it is. He'll he gives it his all. Well, maybe with the maybe with the current nature of a lot of recent performances, maybe the players can just play in fancy dress. Really, <laughs> um, this is another one of our increasingly deep series of episodes where I'm recording within a stone's throw of the training ground. Darren Moore personally requested my presence. He 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 said, uh, "Yeah, um, we just noticed that you know when Richard was at the ground, there was an, an improvement in the performance, and uh, everyone you know pulled their socks up. So we, we wanted to do it again. So uh, so I'm here. I've answered the call. I'm glad. I'm glad you answered that call. <laughs> but um, yeah, plans for your movie aside, are you, you you're well, Luke. How's how's your week been? I'm doing okay, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's not been too too shabby a week. I, I got to I got to attend a hockey game midweek. I went to see the Calgary Flames host the new Seattle NHL expansion draft team, the Seattle Kraken or Kraken. I'm still not oh, familiar with the pronunciation of such a thing, but that was that was fun. Even though uh, the Flames lost, it was uh, it was fun. It's a good time. Do they, how does it, so when a new team joins, does that, um, what do, who, where do they get their players from? Do they just kind of scoop up the dregs? Um, it's more complex than I really have much idea about. They have like kind of, they have like unrestricted free agents. So technically players can be nabbed okay. from certain places. Okay. But I don't know enough about it. So let's go on to something I know slightly a little bit more about, which is Sheffield Wednesday. Should we do that? Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Um, so we will play the noise for the news in here. Crash, tinkle. Woo, woo, woo. Breaking. Hoo-hoos. We should just leave yours in. <laughs> the analog version. Yeah. Uh, so news Wednesday based news. Really, I, I'm only thinking about the Wigan game. Am I? Am I missing? Uh, there is the incredibly sad news about Jose Semedo, which mm. goes into this. I think I kind of woke up. Was it Thursday? I think this was announced. Yeah. Or the the news announced. Sorry, the news kind of came out about uh, Jose Semedo's wife who contracted an infection and then 
subsequently passed away in hospital. So uh, it's sad. it's it's been something very thick on a lot of Wednesday Wednesday fans' mind, including including today. You know, there was a very yeah. very marked and very lovely support shown on the sixth minute, and obviously by the team as well when when they scored the yeah. goal. So that's that's been something that's been in the Sheffield Wednesday world. Um, mm-hmm. I guess in this slow news world, there's not much that affects the world of current Sheffield Wednesday, but it had a little bit of breaking through into uh, into what happened. So it was yeah. uh, it is absolutely heartbreaking for someone who is such a such a fond fond cult hero at this football club that that happened to, yeah, and um, something something so young. So I, I think. Yeah, everybody's everybody. Every Sheffield Wesley fans' hearts are out with with Jose and um, his uh, rest of his family. Mm, no, absolutely echo those sentiments. Um, yeah, it was it was moving today. I, I suppose it probably makes more sense to talk about it during the cover, covering the match. But um, yeah, it's certainly kind of it's woven into the fabric of the day, really. Um, but <laughs> we did have time to sort of talk a little bit about Samedo and. Every now and then there's a player that is the fans representative on the pitch and he just he embodied that probably more fully than anybody that I can sort of remember in my time watching watching the team really I think um mm-hmm. so there's that kindred spirit element and yeah it's it's de- desperately uh, sad to 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 hear what's um what's happened to him and his young family. Um, on a brighter note, there is also this, um, I'm going to wade into this with uh, no knowledge or no um, no notes, but we've had a, we've had a young goalkeeper called up to uh, the England, uh, one of the England sort of, I think the England under twenties team, uh, which again, just another sign of a bit more, a bit of progress around the club and the academy side of things. It, it all feels fairly, well managed and positive that side of our club in a way that lots of other bits of it don't <laughs> so it's just an it's another sort of um positive element to, to report on uh but should we bring ourselves to the to the Wigan game let's do it as well because uh this is interesting I know you were there IRL I was I made made my way to Wigan um I don't it's the only bit of Wigan I've seen is the round the football ground, and it is—it's a pretty depressing hole. It's got to be said. It's uh—it's <laughs> attached to one of these very American-styled um, kind of entertainment mall type deals, mm. uh, which is a which is a bit down at heel. Um, you know, lots of neon that's kind of half filled in and things like that, and rusty metalwork and stuff. So it's um. Not the not the loveliest uh, angle of things, and I, I was really struck for the first time that Wigan has a pier, but is completely landlocked, which I presume is a joke that everybody's in on. But it, it only it only struck me this time round that uh, what what a strange thing that is to have uh, a famous pier, but uh, but be yeah, complete you know miles and miles from the city. They really are quite far from the seaside, um, but. A fine, uh, fine turnout from the Owls. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but it's it was a very, uh, it looked a very full uh, stand there in the away end. So it's nice, nice that they gave us such a, a good number of tickets, and obviously gratefully appreciated by the Wednesday faithful. Um, lineup wise, what what were your sort of famously a man that that loves to loves a lineup, loves to dig into a lineup? What were your initial thoughts when you when you saw the team sheet? I I was 
kind of thought it was a little bit brave and a little bit exciting that um that uh chiboy 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 baz was uh was missing out even injury kind of aside but uh you know there he was on the bench and uh we were you know playing wing without wing without bannon which i thought was something i thought it was interesting seeing hutch in the middle of the park something i've not typically historically been keen on within the latter end the fag end of sam hutchinson sheffield wednesday career yes. Yeah. Um, I was happy to see Brown back. I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was good. Um, again, having Hutchinson within the middle of the park is inviting the current, the only other center back who seems to be fit because who knows what's happened with uh, Lewis Gibson. Um, Dunkley. Dunkley was partnering I offer. He's, Lewis Gibson has got lost in that same corner of the training ground as David Bates did and uh, may never be seen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Addison's involvement was a was a big surprise. He's someone who's not he's had to live off fumes really in terms of his appearances so far for the for the team. Um, I did think of a line: uh, Westlife uh, were flying without wings. We were winging without Baz midweek. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were winging it, were we, Rich? We were we were. <laughs> um, but it, I think it really, it was a bit hard to get a, a feel for the first, during the first half, it was a bit hard to get a feel for how how we were exactly trying to set up. Callum Patterson seemed to be, I, I, at first I thought, oh, he's going to probably play the right wing because we've seen him there before. Mm. But he was much more central. He was very much, more or less kind of the peak of that three, but also he got beyond Gregory a few times. So, um First half we dabbled with almost looking like we were playing four four two, with interesting effects. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you how you felt, but I, I thought that first half some bits really worked quite nicely, but other bits looked a bit sort of janky. And I thought that left that left side of Johnson, um, Johnson at left back, he just looked a bit exposed by Brown. Brown was kind of. <laughs> it's interesting because he's he's nominally a left back, but it seems when he plays on the wing, he doesn't he doesn't exactly bring the discipline of a defender to that position. He seems to just kind of really shuck off that that responsibility and yeah. just go tosses out the wing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just free wheels up there. Um, and I thought he looked. I thought Johnson looked a bit exposed at times by them, and they were definitely playing, kind of targeting us down that side. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because obviously it's a Wigan were top of the league when we visited, mm. um, and with our we we talked with last week, you know our current run of form we get set against theirs. You're probably going along not massively hopeful, but it was really interesting to see that this is potentially our kind of most attacking lineup we've played all season, um, and and I think we matched them pretty well. I, I think they look like a decent team. Certainly on the front foot, Wigan look like a decent team. Well, they, they really seem to be coming at us at some kind of great pace. Whether they were doing mm. anything of any great note or great incisiveness as part of that, I think, is something else. Um, yeah. that, that just seems to not be a great deal of stability within that kind of defensive midfield and kind of going back to the back. There's just there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes to exploit in Sheffield Wednesday and not really much kind yeah. of going forward. And then... Yeah, I mean, then hilariously, then we scored in the first half. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because obviously Hutch is there as defensive midfield, but he wasn't really playing. It was Wing playing the holding role 
and Hutch was more doing a kind of box to box feel to things because because Adeniran was playing the right wing, so the, it was really those two in midfield with Patterson dropping in at times. Um, it was it, it was interesting. I mean, but sometimes fairly effective. I, I, I can sort of see that you want Adeniran, you want to work Adeniran into games, and you want ideally, I think you want him in, up the top end of the pitch. I think you want him to sort of take that touch and go past that first tackle and then be in a position to to make things happen. Whereas deeper in, when he's further back, he can get himself into trouble doing the, playing the same way has, has sort of um, more dicey connotations, I think um, when he's, when he's further back. So I don't know. It's an interesting sort of, it felt like there was lots of different experiments happening. And in the first half, it probably wasn't all clicking particularly well. The goal really mm-hmm. helped, and it was a bizarre, absolute freak goal. So Sam Hutchinson took a fairly quick free kick and was trying to sort of knock it deep to the to, to Gregory and Patterson. So, um, but it, he he overhit it massively, and um, it was Max Power, wasn't it? There, uh, who's something of a star man for Wigan. <laughs> decided to uh, grasp the mantle and head it back to the goalkeeper and managed to put it right into the middle of his own goal uh, from from outside the box. It was a good old header. It was. He meant it really well. It's one of those lovely own goals where basically like, you're just watching it kind of take a delicious eternity to just trickle into the net. And then, you know, people gasping, the keeper gasping after it, whatever the other yes. Wigan defender rushing after it. But it was just beyond the kind of grasp of them to, uh, you know, to fish it out of the net. So, no, I have to say, live, <laughs> it's really it good. Like it, yeah, I have to say, live, it felt like it went a couple of different paces because I think there was the initial header, and you're like, oh my goodness, is this could be a goal? And then it seemed to like slow down a little bit when it hit the ground. And I think this may not be borne out. My my formed memory is that they kind of the defender and the goalkeeper kind of watched the header go by them in horror, then saw that it wasn't going quite as quick as they thought, so they then tried to chase after it but but by that time it was beyond saving so it eventually rolled in but there was almost that initial cheer of the way then there was the cheer of this is going to be a goal and then and then it died down because i think everybody's like maybe they're going to catch this we just need to and then uh, and then obviously the huge relief of, of the goal going in but i mean probably slightly undeserved probably slightly against the run of play I, um, I would definitely say as much. And I, you know, like Wigan looked like the one who had taken the game to us. Yeah. You know, Rich, uh, you and I shared a text at half time to say, like, this isn't going to be, I don't really have much confidence in Sheffield Wednesday keeping a clean sheet with this one. No. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a prediction it. that was course correct. But I don't think the rest of the game went the way that it, it would have. Cause I mean, I think from there, I thought we would look to, Better beast in the second half, I must say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is in terms of this, you know, in terms of kind of like promising promising position and promising kind of possessional play, Wigan, yeah. Wigan looks far better than us, but I'm going to say like the chances that we created were really, really good and really promising. That sumptuous volley by Patterson was just... He was denied one of the goals of the season, really, by a great save from the goalkeeper because that... Yeah, where Gregory chested it down and he just kind of wrapped his foot round it from just outside the penalty area. That was that would have been 
it was a shot. You know, getting that effort on target was worthy of a goal. Really, it's it's unfair for the goalkeeper to save it. <laughs> um, and then Jaden Brown really should have done better with the follow up. He had a good chance on the on the rebound with that as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, we had some chances. We definitely did. What do you think about kind of in this performance to to look at um, a player who's you know. A player who today who um, we can go around and look around and say a lot of players were particularly under par today for Sheffield Wednesday, but uh, mm. I, don't, I don't know. I think it's, maybe if I'm being generous, it was a little bit unfortunate today to come off, but um, Gregory, Gregory was yeah. an interesting beast. Gregory was one who I, I thought his, his entire play up front was, was brilliant. I thought it was exactly what we yeah. needed. Um, had a brilliant piece in the you know in the winning goal for for Patterson which is really really sumptuous the pair of them together were just didn't let Wigan lie they just you know it was dragging them and shoving and pushing you know it's all the kind of dark arts but I'm a huge admirer of that kind of dirty side of uh of of forward play I think Mm -hmm. it's a it's a means for a lone striker or a kind of um, a slightly, um, I'm, I'm thinking the word alienated, but I don't mean that, sort of separated out from the rest of the team, isolated. A kind of mm. isolated front line to kind of punch above their weight is is to sort of make those, those sort of niggly little fouls and uh, nudging people out of the way to make some space. And yeah, Gregory, two or three times, was fairly unlucky where he managed to sort of muscle a player out and, and create a gap for the ball to run through for Adeniran or Patterson and, and and things could have come of that. I also think, I, I th- so I thought this was Gre- probably Gregory's best game. I loved his play for the goal because mm-hmm. um, he got, he sort of <clears throat> really care, cleverly used his pressure um, to, to, to work the defender who was trying to see the ball out of play. And then his pass was perfect and he was, he was desperately unlucky with his. Again, it was a great save from the goalkeeper. He was very unlucky not to score. Um, the one where I mean, he he hit it with some real velocity. I mean, a bit similar to another yeah. chance today for for Wednesday through Bannon at the end of today's game. But um, you know, really hit it with some real venom. You know, yeah, the bar has really taken against us these last couple of games. It has. Uh, the thing I did want to say about Gregory was, despite how. Fantastic! I thought he was. It was a really, probably the, yeah. I think I'd agree. It's the best performance we've seen from Gregory in a in a Wednesday shirt. Um, I do think he was not very good with his one on one that he had. Once again, unfortunately, yeah. That's it was on a plate for him, wasn't it? It really. Mm-hmm. He's got to finish chances like that. On another day, that could have been the difference between a draw and a win, or or um, you know, or worse. Um, but I also wondered. Did we see the best of him because he had somebody to play off? He's not a physical mm. presence in the way that Callum Patterson is. Callum Patterson can play the game with a physicality. To be honest, the very few people do. But that's one of the things with Gregory is he's he's not. A, we play him like a big man forward, and he's not really. He's a foil forward. I think it, it, it's more about making spaces and flick ons and things like that. Um, whereas well, we, we talk about him too too much probably on this podcast, but like Stephen Fletcher, if, if you like, that's about using his frame and his body and his strength, holding people off. I just, I don't think Gregory's got that. I think he's a, 
although he's a big man, he doesn't play like a big man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder whether having Patterson up there to do some of that physical toil meant that Gregory was freed up to do more, more of what he's good at, <clears throat> more of what he's made a career out of. Um, that's really interesting because I, I mean, I don't think we really saw that kind of play and formation leading into today, really. No. Um, I guess the only other thing to talk about from the Wigan game is, you know, I, I thought we would. It was funny, you know, we we looked. I, I thought we looked second best, maybe marginally so, mm. kind of in terms. Because I again, you can kind of. It's one of those games where you're like, you know, we we didn't look like doing a great deal in the first half. Um, but then, you know, miraculously we've taken the lead, but then looking at the Wigan chances, there wasn't a great deal that I really felt that we were kind of under the cosh from them for. There were some uh, big saves, wasn't there? P- P- Blader Peacock Farrell made some big saves. He did make there. a couple of big saves. There was one which he was a one-on-one on the angle and he got his shoulder to it. That was good. That was really good. Mm-hmm. And straight after they, we scored, they had a, a sort of free header in the box that he got down really well to, to palm clear. Um, And there was also, there was an effort from outside the box. It was like a vicious volley. And again, live, we couldn't quite tell whether it had just gone wide or, but watching it back, he definitely got, got a touch on it, which, which made it go around the post. So yeah, he was, he was back to his best really to uh, uh, midweek. That that was, it was nice to see. It would have been even nicer if he was allowed to keep a clean sheet. Um, well, maybe there's another you know linkage to today's. There is definitely a linkage to today's game in that Bradley Johnson, Bradley Johnson, <laughs> yeah, Bradley Johnson, the player who doesn't play for Wednesday, just came on the pitch and did a did a poo poo. No, it was Marvin Johnson at left back. Yeah, he doesn't look like a Marvin. I don't know what he looks like. No, it's the the. The most he difficult. Feel like a Johnson. I I paused earlier. It just um, for some reason I feel like Brown should be Johnson, and I don't know who. I he's, don't know what Johnson. Name he's a be. very strange man, is Marvin Johnson. <laughs> but um, maybe some questions I think from some people over his defensive capabilities. I, I guess the interesting thing is I, I think we've said that we've preferred him as a left back purely for. It seems to be a, a real benefit to have him come from deep with some of those those crosses from deep that have been really really good yeah. for us. You know, led to led to the goal against Ipswich. That was a big one, and yeah, it's just really just kind of really caused some havoc with his crossing from the left. But again, no need to give away a penalty there. No, I don't understand why you need to be in a situation where you just shit yourself and just put your hands on someone in the box. I, I don't. These two games back to back, he is being targeted, so people know he's not up to scratch defensively. I think, mm. or of the two, I guess of the two sides, you take Bombscare Dunkley and out of place winger Johnson against ever reliable Palmer and Dominic Iorfa, the you know the the prime athlete. I guess that's a fairly easy choice if you're a team looking at Wednesday and thinking how do we get how are we going to un <laughs> you know how are we going to hack this lock we've got one half of the boxes completely s- sealed in concrete and the other half has uh, been half chewed through by a dog which one are we going to go for <laughs> mm. <laughs> which one are we which bit are we going to chip away at and I think you probably go for the easy option don't you um, 
No, it's interesting. It's definitely a gamble because he. I do think he offers a lot there. Um, he seems more comfortable. What the things that he's good at there are winger things. It's bringing the ball out from the bar, back. It's distribution. It's crosses. He doesn't do them as a winger, but he does them mm. as a fullback. It's just whether he's good enough as a as a defender to justify being in the team as a as a as a winger. That as was a, my favourite Netflix show. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so um, we we didn't get a clean sheet, and we we can't have nice things in the world as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, like a yeah. uh, you know relaxing ten minutes to just piss the ball about or ten, time waste and just see the see the winner. Including Peacock Farrell picked up his first yellow for Wednesday. He did bit of time wasting. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was any time wasting that I've not seen unpunished by any of oh, the goalkeepers in any any other games today. of football. Yeah, to today. Mm. He barely did any time wasting. No, it's interesting. I mean, it was nice to see. That second half, I think we, or one, we looked fitter than them. I think we outlasted them. They did get a second wind late on. But that second half, we came out and put pressure on them and overwhelmed them. Um, Patterson set the tone with that. He's uh, he's just a great presence to have around. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Handily, you can work him into so many positions. So uh, I think, personally, I'd like to see him play more often than not going forward, Patterson. I, th- I just think, I think so. so I think so. In a, in, a world of, in a world of kind of misfiring forward options, well, I mean, we, you are naturally just going to bank on a player who scored twice in two consecutive games. Well, that too. That too. Mm. He looks money in this league in front of goal. Because he, he could have had a hat-trick against Wigan. Does it feel a very Scottish thing, Rich? And I'm, I'm saying this to you, Rich, who is, you know, born in born in Glasgow, Richard right. Miller. Um, does it feel a very Scottish thing that some shit, some shithole in uh, Lancashire should be a real, a real blooming, blossoming ground for Callum Patterson? <laughs> a small piece of his heart shall, ever, shall forever be Wigan Athletic. I just think it just seems like the great battleground for him to kick some lumps and bag some bag some worldies. Really, it just for some reason well, it just feels fitting. Yeah, he got a yellow as well for an excellent bit of just barreling into the goalkeeper. <laughs> I remember that as well, and the beautiful just just go down, just play acting of like just yeah. holax yourself on the he ground. Hurt like, me too, Beth. Yeah, when when I charged into his chest. His peck flicked me in the ear. <laughs> Do you think that's enough for, uh, for for the midweek match? I think so because the the natural focus of the show is that uh, sometimes we, um, well, I mean, there's different. You know, there's always that nature, isn't there? Different, different depending on the timing, but uh, sometimes. Sometimes, bizarrely, we do really well midweek, and then we just shit the bed at the weekend, and. Um, and it's it's kind of our duty and all for our format on the show is to cover said said show. <laughs> one thing, um, one thing, just potentially worth noting in passing um, for fans of bad and weird subs, um, bringing on Jack Hunt for Adoniran was up there for one of the weirdest subs we, he's that, that uh, Darren Moore has made, and it was. Entirely ineffective, ineffective. It was like it, he didn't know what to do there, Jack Hunt. He's not a right winger. That why why did we do it? <laughs> it, it 
we 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 were on the front foot till we did that. We were all over them till we did that. Mm. Um, anyway, um, even in even in a win, uh, you've, you know, Daz has got to squeeze in his signature baffling substitution or two. Um, yeah, so so we Hutch out, Hutch limped off in the game midweek. Uh, a pretty dirty tackle when you watch it back. Wigan were a dirty team, I have to say. Lots of horrible tackles. Several yellows, several that should have got yellows that didn't. But that that tackle on Hutch was nasty. Off the ball and um, has put him out of that game and uh, and, and this game at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having hobbled off, Hutch didn't make it. So Bannon came back in in the midfield. Um, and we had Shadipo playing on the left wing rather than Jaden Brown. Those were the two the two changes this time round. Um, what did you what so what do you think of, what did you think of those changes? Were you a bit like me that you sort of almost wanted to wanted to see what it was like without Bannon for another game, or is that strange? No, I I I completely agree. I think, but I I don't think we we never seem to keep winning lineups, no. and it seems to be kind of the patter and the uh, the mentality of. Of of more that uh, we you know that we use this rotation that we rotate the squad and we bring people in and out. That's why we do this part of this process. The phrase he uses, isn't it? Yeah, I I I was looking at this lineup and thinking I I wasn't particularly optimistic looking at this lineup. Mm. I don't know what the best eleven is. I can confidently tell you that this isn't it. <laughs> this ain't it, chief. I mean, like the fact that the interesting thing for me was. The big revelation for me as the Sheffield Wednesday fan, and someone does this podcast, seeing no Hutchinson there is huge. I never thought I'd say I'd miss Hutch from the lineup, thinking about his last few seasons in the history of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, he has made himself pretty indispensable this season. I guess so. And the interesting, yeah, completely. And, you know, I've liked the, the partnership that Hutchinson and I offer reformed. Mm-hmm. I was unsure about how effective Hutchinson was midweek. But the interesting yeah. thing was he had a big hand in the first goal. Yeah. So that has to go. It was a bad free somewhere. kick. That's the thing, isn't it? He, I mean, yeah, it did result in the goal, but it was a bad free kick. It's still noted he's got an assist on an OG, I guess. You know, yeah. However it goes in, I don't really give much of a fuck anymore. But that uh, yeah. Worth saying, sorry, that is something mm-hmm. worth saying. So this is a Bannonless team and the set pieces were markedly better. Yep. Wing and Johnson on the set pieces were consistent and dangerous. Uh, some of the deliveries Johnson put in in the second half were fantastic. Mm. I'd like to see him on set pieces more often. Um, I think the thing we can just... real whip on things. The thing we can just land on is we'd rather not see Bannon on free kicks at all. Or... Well, free kicks, I'm the... not so sure. Corners are abysmal. Bannon that corners. was the mark oh. thing again, wasn't he? he? Took he took basically all of them. There was one short one, which actually, yeah, I think was probably the best. I know that <laughs> I actually made a note about that, which is like even the short corner, which have always been tossed for Wednesday. You know, <laughs> this was actually the best because it it almost yeah. it almost landed up in something. You know, almost almost looked like it worked for that instance. Probably because it was Wing putting the ball in rather than Bannon. Yeah, I, I didn't know who else was there to kind of to jockey. To jockey that uh, crossover it was wing, was it? Okay, I think so. Mm, interesting. So, yeah. So, um, 
this was there was a bit of that after the Lord Mayor's show, wasn't there? We because we started very very hesitantly, and they seemed to really be right at it early doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had a, an effort that resulted in a corner within like the first two minutes or something like that. And that well, I remember on the that. seventh minute they did a great ball out to I think it was Long on the right who had yeah you know again had a field day, but again you know. I, with that perspective you're giving, I think you're correct that, you know, teams are very conscious that uh, Wednesday have a weakness on our left flank. So attack on the right, attack, attack, attack. And, um, you know, Oxford looked a, a decent side. I th- I thought they looked, yeah, very decent, particularly first half. I thought second half we managed to kind of, well, I don't want to t- spoil too many, you know, to, to get, kind of r- run roughshod over things too much. But, mm. um that particularly that first half, I just felt like more, maybe more so than any team we've played so far this season, that it was a team of footballers, you know, like last season in, or last couple of seasons in the championship, there's been, you sort of come away feeling like, why can't we have a dynamic, athletic, dangerous looking midfield? And they kind of looked like a bit more of a championship style midfield where everybody can kind of put their foot on the ball. Everybody can play a pass. Everybody can move the ball a little bit. I mean, um, I, you know, I, I can echo those viewpoints and I, I really want to say, why are we, it's another game of Wednesday being shit. It's another game of Wednesday losing or being disappointing or not, not getting the win. However you mm-hmm. want to kind of look at this, however you want to break it down. Why are we playing another team who I just think these team look better than most of the teams I've seen in the championship? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just, is it, are we just that shit? Like, is it just not just such basic game mechanics and basic kind of possession and calm. I, it's such a misguided element of calm from this. Like we've, we've had, like I can yeah. think of like just my, my first half notes, like most of them are, well, anyway, so like, I'm not sure what happened. Seventh minute, that was a great ball out to long yeah. on the right from yeah. Oxford. I offer slid, you know, I offer thankfully slid the ball across out of play. Oxford having yeah. a real spell at that point. The next minute after that, Adeniran gave the ball away very cheaply. Yeah. And 10th minute, they just had a brilliant, absolutely amazing through ball. And they they just, I don't know who it was for Oxford, just put it wider than that on the on the angle one-on-one with um, with Peacock Farrell. I actually think that was a save, you know. I think he got a hand to it. We it were right behind it, and I think he touched it around the post. It got given as a goal kick because this, right. uh, this, this referee and teams of linesmen... Uh, have really taken the mantle of uh, awful League One ref, and hmm, they have made it their own. Oh, the the they have brought a panache to terrible refereeing that you seldom see at any level. Um, <laughs> I felt like you I'm almost gave almost a chef exclusively kiss there, getting yeah. Oh, oh, this is he you've is gone, the salt bay, the salt bay of bad referees. <laughs> you've gone um, to a bad referee. You've gone to a bad restaurant. And be like, oh. You guys have outdone yourself with how bad this is right now. Oh, <laughs> well and truly outdone yourselves. Yeah, Monsieur, with these with these constant bad decisions. I, I mean, he, I, I, he honestly, if you were trying to get things wrong, I think just on the balance of probability, you would you would have more success than this officiating team had today. It just mm. was mind boggling how many things they got wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so second half when we were on the offence, which, uh, which you know... We'll get on to later. Yeah, we'll get on yeah. to later, of course. Yeah. But we we just looked rattled. Um, that, that, 
the, the whole left hand side was a, was a kind of gaping more that they were they could just pour the ball into again and again. Um, Shadipo just was not bothered at all about helping coming back, and any time he did, he sort of seemed to make things worse. Um, Dunkley is, has a blind spot over his right shoulder. I think maybe because he's a right sided centre back normally, so you think the fullback's going to be there. Um, <laughs> because he's got a glass eye. That's right. Maybe, maybe he's got a glass eye. Maybe his um, his fade kind of <laughs> comes out over his over his uh, over that right eye, so he just can't look that way. But he, <laughs> he, we've conceded goals because of that. We nearly conceded the one the one on one midweek was because of that. Mm. A ball played inside of him. He just is bl- completely. Uh, I don't know. He just can't deal with um and his general hesitancy of play all round get causes us problems gets us into trouble um ugh, you it, know what those two, it's a bad combination sorry go on you know so like we've mentioned this we've taught so i've taught all the chance up to the 10th minute the 11th minute we concede um mm. okay i'll talk about this and then i what i want to say mm. is this is the concurrent theme that i felt for sheffield wednesday for this game and i want okay. love to hear your opinion on this so um, it's my mate Bradley, Bradley Marvin Johnson. Um, defends yes. poorly, gives the ball away terribly. It's nicked off him. Branding on the angle somehow gets it underneath Bailey Peacock Farrell at the near yeah. post. Um, questions about Peacock Farrell. I mean, they were saying on the commentary weather because I, I couldn't really kind of attribute just how terrible the weather was. It, yeah. looked, it looked very kind of dank, dank and wet, autumnal. You know, Sheffield weather. It looked it like that was like a meme, Luke. It was da- dankest then, the dankest of memes. Yeah. Mem, mem lord. Um, but I do want to say questions about Peacock Farrell. I do want to say Johnson's cost us again with this. Now, yeah. the theme I want to kind of get to with this, the thing I was thinking was more is trying to instill within the mentality to be obviously a team playing out from the back and the team to have a degree of calmness in possession of the ball. Yeah. You cannot have calmness without any conviction about what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. That is the, that is the concurrent theme for Sheffield Wednesday defending yeah. in, in this game, just massively just, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to rush myself. No, but you need to have some conviction. Like I feel there's instances where like, uh, I feel in the first half from early on, Adoniran kind of had the feeling of like, it, it felt like he communicated across to us all. Like, I'm not going to be rushed with doing this yeah. and I'm, because that's going to be more embarrassing and it's going to have the fans on me as more, you know, yeah. on, on my back completely. But for fuck's sake, you need to just do something in those situations. You just can't dawdle. Like the pressure teams are putting on us is just making us absolutely crumble comment i made i said i feel like our defensive materials are the shop zone brand comparison in any bounty advert porous <laughs> and wet from crying and pissing ourselves <laughs> do you not think we're like a sort of low rent because i think one of the, the the kind of meta of modern sort of top level football which it gets kind of echoed then through the football through the like tiers of the football league um you know liverpool and man city have won leagues by being not particularly good at defending but that not being an issue because what they're going to do is just drown you in possession so you're never going to get a chance to have a go at their kind of pretty flaky core 
so but they can get exposed those teams reg- would well maybe not so Liverpool so much they absolutely nailed it the season they won the title but like you could they, they could get turned over like 6-0 or something um stupid but by and large they're going to win or eke out every single game because they're just going to hold the ball and and play till you get bored and I sort of feel like we're almost a low rent version of that in that we are we are absolutely nailing the the shaky absent defense part of it we've got that down mm. um, no more no more hours in training needed on the uh on the porous defense elements I think we've got that um mm. but we sort of play this pretend calmness on the ball like you say it's like it's like we're doing it for our own needs more than I don't know. Like we're trying to convince ourselves we're comfortable and good yeah, doing yeah. It, playing at the back. It's almost like somebody going round and round and like an so somebody on the ice rink who's terrible at skating and every time they try and free skate they fall over. But they can get they can get really really confident holding onto the edge, holding onto that side. They can and probably even spin round occasionally. You know they look you know oh I, actually I am good at skating and then. <laughs> The second they touch, oh, you know, to, lose touch of that side, and they, they, they fall over instantly again. And that's sort of what Wednesday are like uh, with our kind of this this perceived or or try. We're trying to put out this. No, we're calm. We're we're good on the ball. We can, we're easy in possession, and it just is so fragile and fake. We're not mm-hmm. we're not comfortable in possession and happy. Um, and and I. Asking Dunk how many t- every team lets Dunkley get the ball because Dunkley is just a horror show waiting to happen with the ball. I just I hope Gibson's good. I don't know why we got rid of Brennan. I don't know. I just can't believe that Dunkley is this the answer. And if he's the answer, I don't know that we're all asking the same question <laughs> as Darren Moore is. <laughs> what is the meaning of life, Shay Dunkley? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the wrong uh, question. Spot number forty-two. You know, and this is an interesting thing that I, unfortunately, it's going to be, it's going to hit us at this nature in time. Like it's hitting me on a day where it's hitting me on a day where we've got two Sheffield Wednesday ex players who questions about where we should keep them, but to a certain degree, like one of them, I think we should never have got rid of, and right. one of them, one of them, it was questionable at whether we should keep them on. And it's unfortunate that the nature that I look at this. So did Kieran Lee get a brace for, for Bolton midweek? He also got a brace of assists today Yeah, for Bolton. The other one I want to say is more direct in front of us. Questions about whether we keep Lee. You know, I, I think that's maybe one of the unfortunate things. I'm glad he's still having a football career. It, yeah, it was difficult and also to play a difficult situation to then come down to a lower league and then work his way up with Bolton and be a star mm. performer in the fourth tier. And then, you know, looking very much like a star performer them in the third tier, you know, there's uh, yeah. ahead of us and three points ahead of us and just outside the playoff picture. The other one that I said, I thought we'd never get rid of. And I think me and you would agree with this was up against us today. Jordan Thornley. Yeah. That I st- a baffling decision at the time and more baffling with, cons- you know, events since. Uh, yeah. A very solid left-sided centre-back when we don't have any and still don't have any. It, it feels like some weird thing, like Wednesday have had a fascination with, well, we don't want someone solid. We want someone who can be a ball player or have some different element. 
that is that is only real kind of an upside mentality, an upside skill set to have as a centre back if you do the basics properly. And nobody does the fucking basics properly. None of our defenders have done that for a long time. I don't know what's happened to I offer. You don't know what's happened to I offer. Because we were talking about how he's so good, he's almost bored. Is it because he's got Dunkley next to him? Maybe, I don't know, but he seems to have lost the ability to solidly head or clear the ball. Everything seems to go sideways. He actually was, he was, I know Johnson made the foul, but he was at fault for the goal midweek. He needlessly kicked the ball across the front of our own goal when he had time and space. He could have turned around, he could have cleared it, he could have passed it back to Peacock Farrell. He could have done lots of things, but what he did was skew it across the front of our own goal and give them the chance to run the ball into the box. Um, so and, and today he had several weird clearances that went off at bizarre angles. Um, their, their sort of effort from distance was a failed header from him. He got up, he got up above his man, but kind of headed it straight down for his opposing player. And that's where that that if you remember that kind of volley from way way out that still had Peacock Farrell like scrambling. That was that was a ricket from my offer. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Just it's. It's a defensive lineup that just doesn't work at all, as you say. Johnson, we we could survive Johnson with a solid left-sided centre back. We could survive Dunkley with a solid left back. We can't have both of them together. <laughs> both on the same pitch, I know. And to be honest, I, I I probably would if we had another option. Dunkley would be the one that would go. I think Johnson is. I think Johnson gives enough. I think the team looks better with him in it at left back. But we've as a whole, yeah. I know, but we've put our we put our house on Dunkley being any good, really. I know that was our big signing, the relegation oh. season, last relegation season. The many sins of Gary Monk. It's a really bad one. It's a really, really bad, bad decision. Yeah. Uh, um, mm. I'm trying to think. So, uh, uh, how much more have you got from that first half? Then I've got quite a few because I think general nature is. I think of this podcast is we do a lot of notes in the first half, yeah, and then we're usually behind or not looking well. good. And then it kind of, I just think, I don't want to make notes for the second half. Yeah. So that's usually what happens. And I find the second half, because I think things stretch and attentions go, and then more starts doing desperate things. Like, I find Sheffield Wednesday's second half is incredibly strange. It's, it's, a, it's a bizarre shade of paint that I'm watching dry, to be honest with you. I would argue that Wigan and today were second halves while we were much, much better. We were, but I, I still... I don't know. It's still a desperation of going for something. I th- well, okay. I mean, I don't know. I never, I never enjoy watching Sheffield Wednesday halves. Even I, I, and then you know, I don't feel like I'm almost tempting fate like all Wednesdays because I, I felt like after we equalised, I'd be like, what a, what a, uh, what a kick in the shins for Oxford this would be if we came away with a point. I thought, for them. So, I thought they were. I thought they were. Obviously, they were. They were. They looked bright. Uh, that first half, we struggled to get anything going. Really, um, obviously, Gregory, Gregory, and and Patterson just didn't have that same alchemy that they had previously. Mm. Um, I, I also just, what was the game where Shodipo was good? Can you remember <laughs> uh, the Shodipo good game? That was um, that was at home. It was a game at home yeah. that we played. Let me yeah, just remind myself. It was the one where we had it, wasn't it? Did he have a, dis- a disallowed goal in that one? That one, yeah. That, that one where he had a goal disallowed, yeah. So, 
other than that, really, I, I, I don't I don't like Shadipo at the moment. Um, I'm hoping it's still the the injury thing, and he's getting back. But well, it was it's been yeah. one decent game from him, to be fair. Yeah, amidst four games, I think so. Yeah, I he looks very lightweight. He he's quick in certain situations, but then not in others. And it's it seems to be a complete you know toss of a coin whether mm. it will be one or the other. Um. He he is he is summarily not bothered about defending uh, to the point where it's almost laughable, um, and he he just offered nothing today. Mm. He was really bad today, and I think he's a big part of why it all didn't work because mm. Brown worked his nadgers off. Is that a thing? I don't know. His knackers. His nadgers. His nadgers. His nadgers. I think that's from. Um, from <laughs> Kenneth Williams. Green grow my natures, oh. <laughs> oh, good. Oh. But he, Brown, Brown had a weird first half against mm. Wigan. Second half, he ran his blood to war. He really worked so hard. And it weirdly at times was like up front and Gregory dropped in at left wing and stuff. There was There was stuff happening. And in part, it was all... It was sort of a tone set by Patterson. Patterson just worked his socks off all the way through, and and everybody kind of matched that energy. And we really missed Brown's pace, his energy, his his hard work. Shadipo doesn't do any of that, and there's no upside. You can, uh, I think, it's fine to be a winger that doesn't bother about defending as long as you're really good at being a winger. Mm. He's not. He's not at the moment. He's rubbish. Yeah, I know. He's doing nothing at all. Because he was on the left, right? He was on the left flank. Yeah. yeah. And all the best stuff for us came from the right, which was Palmer on which his own. Which is Palmer on his own. I know. <laughs> Palmer did a much better job on his own than that pair did on the left together. Mm. And Palmer oh, was still a little bit ineffective, to be to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He and well, I mean, in the end products, I would say, I would actually say, yeah. in terms of best players on the pitch. Yeah, Palmer yeah, was yeah. up there. Definitely, I'm. I'm, mm. I'm totally on the same page with you. Um, um, so I do have some more notes. Uh, a long ball nil gives Joy in the twentieth minute. That was Peacock mm-hmm. Farrell whacking it long on a goal kick. It was headed behind yeah. by an Oxford defender. Somehow Pato was in, though he yes. absolutely just dawdled to scuff it wide. It was absolutely heartbreaking. I don't know what he was trying to do. It I looked like for a second. I think he thought halfway through curling it that he should lace it, so he ended up kind of doing a bit of both, which really well, didn't work. The, the kind of composure he's taking, and that's... Um, I have another note about Pattinson, which I, I want to get into as well. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it looked like he was trying to hold the player off for a second to get the space. He did that bit really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the connection was just bad. Um, my, I yeah. often try and call, you know, Callum Pattinson Pato, yeah. Um, sometimes hilariously, my phone calls him Oto, <laughs> like a being that's made of oats. Which... And I would like to say, as a Scotsman, mm. I'd if 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 you could sell me, Rich, if you could tell me sell me a brand of oats that I could eat and I could become like Callum Patterson, I'd be <laughs> I'd be mainlining the stuff. I'd be boiling my teaspoon <laughs> of oats and getting into my veins. I'm just imagining the, uh, the packaging. Just his face as big as you can get it onto <laughs> <laughs> onto a cereal box. 
chin chin touching the bottom, <laughs> tip of his head touching the top. <laughs> and maybe writing in his eyes, because I think that would be quite creepy. It would. <laughs> Eat my oats. Eat my oats. <laughs> I just more imagine him. What's the popular oat brand in the UK with the, the guy doing the shot put? Just I'd like to see oh. Callum Patterson do the shot put, really. Yeah, with I a kilt on. Scotch oats, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of Quaker influence here as well, mm. which I would also like to see Patterson with that hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Are we just going to see out this season, this terrible season? Hopefully, not getting relegated and just being. If we can just be comfortably average mid-table, which write this shit season off already. <laughs> Here we are in October thinking about this, folks. And being yeah. like, as I said, I, I think I said to you at the beginning, I don't know if it was on the podcast, we were just chatting. Yeah. I was like, I'd like to see the players just wearing fancy dress. I'd like to see um, Adoniran <laughs> running around with like like a, an ostrich thing on, like just doing that. Like Rod Hull. Rod Hull, yeah. Well, no, that'd be something else. That'd be the, that'd be the emu, like... I think Dunkley should have the emu, emu the rat hole emu, just just being handsy at a corner. But then you can be like, "It's what, Gref? It's not me. It's emu." <laughs> I'll slap him for you if you like, Ref. <laughs> I'm just so bored with, it, especially this first half. My, I just my comment was just, I think, just below the 39th minute where I noticed something else as well. Okay, uh, I said, "This is toss, Drek, <laughs> absolute Drek." 24th minute, um, there was something there. Bannon hit on the half volley straight at the keeper, but he, the keeper yes. touched over a corner. That was the one that said nearly the best short corner routine we've ever seen. That's mm. because it's still crap, listeners. Bannon, Bannon cycled it short and crossed it for Adoniran, who just missed a header at the near post. Yeah. That would have been good if he would have connected. Would have. It would have been lovely. Yeah, I'd love that completely. Uh, the advert for Score Hero 2 reminds me I could be doing better things in my life. That includes playing <laughs> mobile video games. Uh-uh. 39th minute, finally a chance that Shadibo comes central front uh, from the left, slips it out to Palmer, who runs and shoots out of the deflective wide for corner. Mm. And the corner poor as always. Why, oh, why does Bannon keep taking corners? Yes, yes. Half time. <laughs> My comments for this, Rich. I don't have words for how spineless this is. Yeah. But lots of A's. <laughs> oh, yeah, it just all. I mean, there was I, I, maybe it was swept up in being, you know, in the crowd and uh, being in an away crowd, particularly of of a night game, is a, is a particular magic all its own. But um, a certain buoyance, a certain buoyance. But uh, it felt like there was a strange alchemy about, particularly the second half against Wigan, and it was like we tried to put all the same pieces together, mm. but it just wasn't working. Now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like we, you know, we'd taken we'd taken something apart and tried to rebuild it, and just um, you know, forgotten something important along the way, uh, which I think was hard work. By and large, was what we'd forgotten along the way. Uh, we made a change at halftime. Berenino coming on for, uh, did, for Gregory. What did you think of such a change? Because I, it's a weird one. Because I, I don't know. I, I think, don't. Mm. I think what what I thought was. We're trying to basically the, the, they kept us on our toes pretty much all of the first half because it was because it was wet. It's so it was so wet that the ball was like hitting the ground. It wasn't bouncing; it was mm. hitting the ground and dying. So they were just 
they were just playing it long over the top of our defence. Why we insisted on playing such a high line all the way through the first half, I don't know. Because after the first couple of times of nearly getting caught out, you'd think, hmm, maybe we should stand a little bit further back, lads. But no, we don't because Darren has his plan and we do his plan. Um, (laughs) But the second half, we did make a tweak to things. And I think we were trying to play a little bit longer and give Berahino just chasing, sort of sniffing out chances in behind. And it almost instantaneously worked out or semi-instantaneously worked out where uh, that ball that Bannon played in behind for him and he got a great header off from that. I can't remember what what minute that was, but um, perhaps it's in your notes. Which one was that again, Rich? Thank you, Remy. Um, Bannon sort of flicked the ball in behind and Berahino got his header down low to the keeper's right and the keeper made a save at the near post. That was the 47th minute. That was very early second half. Yeah, right? so almost instantaneously yeah. it kind of worked and that was that kind of sniffing round the back kind of thing. That was the beginning of the refs uh, or, or the officiating team's terrible decisions because that clearly was a goal kick. It was a, was a corner and uh, was given as a goal kick. I think it came back was. And- you didn't think it came back and came off, he very, off you know. the pitch. He was on. He was on the sky bet sign when it hit his arm. Really, he it out of play. It looked pretty clear from where I was sat, but I don't know. I mean, we we were on the cop, so uh, we we did get we we may, maybe got a favoured view of it. Mm. But um, yeah, the first of of several sort of gallingly bad decisions because he also gave a decision against Shodipo in the same sort of situation so Chidipo overran it and their defender poked it out of play and again he inexplicably gave it as a goal kick when it should have been a corner but it, mm. that one is particularly annoying I don't want to sound like Rafa Benitez because Rafa Benitez and would annoy me massively moaning about like throw-ins being given against him it's like it's a pretty long way from a throw-in to a goal Rafa I think there's several <laughs> things that are in your power I don't think the ref screwed you over mm. um, but, um, but that would have been you know you come out the blocks you've got a new striker on who's sniffing for goals and we have that great header down low. That was a great save, but it's a good chance. The best, probably the best chance we've had of the game. If we'd had a corner there, it's another chance to kind of try and build that momentum. I know caveat caveat of it would be Barry Bannon taking the corner. It, we wouldn't have got anything from it, but it, do you know, like it's such a kind of sapping. It, it took the heart out of things in a way that really, you don't know, have an outsized effect, effect, I think as a bad decision, because that was a, felt like a key sort of, ramping up type of moment mm-hmm. do you want to go i don't know what so do you want to go through your notes and i'll kind of chime in and that's probably possibly did you mention i'm sorry i might have blanked out for a second there rich i think i did i apologize i'm, I'm tired i'm tired from watching sheffield wednesday <laughs> i'm tired from <laughs> putting weekend off to a, sh- a shit start already and i've got yeah. i've got more to go so i don't know if that's like more effective or better i don't know probably better did you enjoy your time before the game today, Rich? <laughs> um, but no, it was horrible raining. I just was regretting the decision <laughs> to get out of bed and do this with my life. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, 45th horrible, minute, did we... weather. Did you mention how the first bit of the second half, you know, I'm there thinking, okay, I'm hoping for something more animated. Yeah. And then they had a point blank. Oh, yeah. Was that Heather? Complete sleep. I think it was a volley, wasn't it? It was that, that, the one that number nine had. I think so, yeah. 
you know, we nearly concede from point blank range, good stop from yeah. Peacock Farrell, but I was like, I said, oh, dearie me. The 47th that, minute, that was the thing. Sorry. That's a case in point of those two. How do how do how have neither of them marked him? He's their number nine. We just we just think we're above the basics of the game, Rich, against third tier opposition. That's that's what happens. I think that's maybe the problem. We just think, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I wonder if I was having a laugh in the changing room think, ah, we're not gonna lose to Oxford today. Fucking Oxford. We're Sheffield Wednesday. We're Sheffield Wednesday, come on. Forty ninth minute uh, wing killed it straight at the keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noted, I'm not entirely sure of the mark of this, but um, I'm going to um, stick my neck out and say that Oxford began the time-wasting at the 50th minute mark. Oh, yeah. They really really got stuck into it. They made a made an art of it. Mm. And then uh, So came on, didn't he? He did, yeah. It took a while to get warmed it up to things, but he had a couple of moments. Not mm. many. <laughs> came <laughs> off for the something. underperforming... Shadipo, and I think he he had a moment pretty quick after that, actually, because he's saying, saying on my flash goal that it was the 61st minute. 61st minute is when I, I made the note about Sal capitalizing on a break by dawdling on the ball and left and just straight fucking up. Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you remember who it I was in the, the 60th? I don't know if it came to, I don't think it came to very much, but I did like the one where he kind of pulled the fullback to the byline almost and then. Play, played the pass in a way that made Johnson run into the box rather than just stand it up across. And I thought that was a good... That was the one that could have been a handball, maybe. Mm. It would have been a harsh handball, but it could have been a handball. And I think he was sort of taken out after that as well. Mm-hmm. That might have been the one... Is that the one that Bannon just played straight to the goalkeeper? Trying to think, trying to piece the memories together. Sixth third minute, I thought we did a great counter work and there was a wonderful crossover to, I think it was so on the left or whether it was Berahino. Um, yeah. He kind of controlled it down, but he just couldn't work yes. it. It was that Berahino. Was it was almost Berahino. too good of a first touch because he killed it. If, it. if it had rolled a bit more, he probably would have opened up enough for a shot, but he killed it completely dead. I know. <laughs> and that, I meant, know. that meant the defender could catch him. And then six six minute, we made our final sub of the game. You know, were that desperate to try and get something. You know, FDB came on for wing. That was all the mm. subs that we had to make. Interesting sub, because I thought wing had been doing well in the second half. Mm. He hits the ball with a nice weight to it. He, he His cross-field passing is better than Bannon's because it's pacey. Bannon, too, it's very lofty a lot of the time. And by the so by the time it arrives, the person's being defended. But a couple of his balls, particularly there's one uh, first half out to Palmer that was really fantastically weighted. Um, and he, Tom was also very close with the second one. He played one in behind for Palmer where if Palmer had kind of attacked it with a bit more, he's just slightly misread it in the air, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, I thought it was a bit of a shame for Wing. Obviously, he's, he's played. this is his second game in a week and a, f- a position he's not hugely familiar with, I mm-hmm. imagine don't know how often in his life he's been asked to play holding midfielder, but he's done it two games in a row. Um, shows some promise there, I have to say. In terms of little glimmers to uh, to hopefully, you know, spark into flames further down the road, I, I think he's got size on his side. You know, obviously he's tall. Um, he's got a pretty good engine on him and he can be hurried with his passing sometimes, but when he when he's got a little moment or two to himself he's he can really pick out a pass yeah I'm, I, 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 I wouldn't hate seeing it again 
especially while we're in the situation of no Hutch and no uh, buyers. Speaking of seeing things again, Rich, let's, uh, let's talk about the equalizing goal. Yeah. At the time. Um, I still have no idea what actually happened here. <laughs> I was hoping you'd talk me through it because I didn't know how it ended up in the goal. <laughs> Neither do I. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a great header from Patterson, a lot of power on it. And I think it just hit the goalkeeper and and sort of the keeper almost saved it, but it came off the inside of the post rather than going wide of the post. That's maybe what happened. (laughs) Did you you know who played the cross? I don't. I'm sorry. This is the worst thing, isn't it? I'm just so... I was like, oh, I should go back and look at that again. There's no like, assist on flash scores. System. Johnson, which Johnson, makes sense because it was from the left. It wasn't from the left flank. It came in. Yeah. Someone missed it in is, the middle, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. I don't know who it would be, though. <laughs> but Patterson kind of buried it down into the goalkeeper and then into the he net. Did, yeah. Is that how it worked? I have to say that goalie is really good. Yeah. I was really impressed with him. The, the Wigan goalie was an absolute bomb scare. Um but I've thought his distribution was pretty uniformly fantastic. And uh, he made a couple of very, very good saves, uh, including almost saving that. Um, yeah, I was well impressed. I mean, and I, and he did a lot of good time wasting as well, annoyingly, that the ref didn't challenge. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that really kind of rattles Bannon, right? Because Bannon kind of ran over. Yeah, to kind of... when he went down injured, Bannon was so annoyed at that. He almost talked himself into a yellow. Mm. But the ref didn't even talk. That's the. This, this is where we talk about consistency and things like that in officiating. Bailey Peacock Farrell gets a yellow for I would say <laughs> a lot less time wasting than the goalkeeper today did, and he didn't ever really get a serious talking to from the referee today. Mm. Um, it, I would like to see it harsh. You know when they have all these things like this season worth cracking down on. Blah blah blah. And we've changed the handball rules in a way that's going to make the game seem ridiculous for three months before we correct it. Um, yeah. I would like to see a crackdown on time wasting because it is, it's so annoying and you never get it back. No. Like, you know, it would be ridiculous if they actually t- counted time wasting properly. It would be 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes at the end of games. It, six minutes is ridiculous when a team for 40 minutes has been taking as long as humanly possible over every single set piece and break in play. So punish it with cards. You're not punishing it with the time. So punish it properly with cards, I think. Anyway, there we go. That's my little soapbox moment for... For uh, time wasting, anti time wasting. I love it when we do it though. So there you go. Gregory did some great, great time wasting midweek. <laughs> I loved, lapped it up. Absolutely, lapped it up completely. Oh, what else is there to talk about, Rich? Um, well, you know, um, I, I do want to say I wondered about like you know the Callum Patterson kind of hand on the head type thing celebration. Yes. Which I don't kind of understand. I, I'm I'm wondering about whether calling him Callan Fivehead Patterson. <laughs> I mean, when we scored, we did have the lovely moment of uh, you know yes. the shirt and uh, the yeah. fans singing singing. Uh, he's magic, which was very moving. Um, 
I had my own experience today that you had, Rich, with the uh, you know the interesting characters in front of you bellowing yeah. crap all game. So we had somebody on the south stand who was bellowing crap. So that was directly okay. into the uh, into oh, the audio. So that was it. I think he just wanted the players to get their foot on it. That was oh, lovely. That was his thing in the first half. And then uh, it might have been the same guy who was singing along with the Samido song saying, you'll never beat Samido, which is not works at all. No, you're not allowed. There are certain songs where you're allowed to kind of make your own way. Like the Bannon song, I think everybody has their own little take, whether he's a wee Scottish man or a little Scottish man. Mm. I've heard people say he is a Scottish man. (laughs) You can... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very declarative uh, uh, he is you, a scottish man will you, will you let his nationality be known for the court sir yes he is a scottish man <laughs> so you can there's a you know you can free will you can vamp for a little bit in that song but it, i'm not having it with samedo it's a very established song you're not allowed to you're not allowed to go uh off the cuff um and improv improv your own version it's not improv allowed. your terrible one syllable less version that irks everybody. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially if it doesn't scan. Can we mm. But no, it was, that was, that was super touching that they did that, especially knowing that like within this Wednesday side, there are probably still a few characters who remember, remember Samido at the club. So that's probably going to have like a big effect on them. Yeah. I would think I was thinking, I was trying, we were trying to think who would, where are the crossovers? So Bannon mentioned that Samido was so welcoming. So they must've crossed over. Which means Hunt mm. was still there, and obviously Palmer yep. was was right at right right in amongst things at that time. They're probably your characters, I guess. They're the they're the few yeah. the few people I remember. But I mean, considering that two of them are on the field, you know, that's probably that's probably a nice moment. It was, it's and a it bit funny nice that that inspired us to a famous victory. And well, don't you think weirdly like? And this this feels like a sad thing to say, but like the six minute applause. I, that yeah. was start the beginning of like Oxford really getting through. Like they had a really yeah. big chance yeah. and it just feels like it's again, um, John Pearson was mentioning the, um, you know, the last derby we had at Hillsborough with the pigs. Oh yeah. You know, the one where we, we lost to Chris, Kitty Wilder yes. and David Brooks and stuff like this and yeah. talks about, you know, the, the post, the post bounce kind of complacency. Yeah. And it just, it has a feeling of that. Like the the players just aren't, the players aren't used to the fans booing or being critical. That doesn't help them. It doesn't seem to help them if we're being positive. No, no. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's such a, it's such a poor kind of Sheffield Wednesday playing side. I do always find that, that, well, that, those sort of moments, they're particularly odd though, aren't they? Because I think the Derby match is one thing. Yeah. Like a bouncing overexcited stadium. We have seen that inspire teams previously, you know, the, the, uh, I, I talk about it way too much, but the Brighton, you know, the Brighton's uh, <laughs> high off semi-final, like they undoubtedly, that was a pressure cooker atmosphere and we thrived and Brighton crumbled under it. That, that was, you know, the, that was the fans were a huge, huge part of that big win. So that can happen and does happen. Um, but the those moments where we're clapping for, you know, to mark a tragedy or something like that, it's completely separate from the action on the pitch. Mm. It's nothing to do with the action on the pitch. And 
in a way, it's almost it is a kind of a, a quite an alien feeling, and you almost feel bad for getting keeping an eye on what's going on because you're supposed to be thinking about something else. Mm. But at the same time, you're sort of thinking, well, do you know, get your foot in Bannon or whatever. Um, and I do find that quite bizarre, and and it, it's maybe not the first time that we've not particularly reacted well to it. I think um, I'm yeah. struggling to remember a specific example from the past, but I, I, I do feel like we, you know, it's normally marked by almost conceding a goal rather than suddenly upping the performance and scoring a goal. It might just be the noise you can't, you know, your communication lines are sort of broken. In America, I don't know how much this works but in american football there's a whole thing where you make noise on the third down to try and stop the opposition team communicating or to you know make it harder for them to communicate so presumably when everybody's up and singing and clapping it's much harder to talk to your teammates and shout and things like that but that's the same for both teams i don't know why it should swing one way well, that's interesting. I don't know if there's a situation where a home team is more used to such a dynamic than the away team. But yeah. then that, that seemed to be kind of with American football, kind of in the world of like Seattle. It seemed to be like Seattle seemed very felt famed for the kind of 12th man kind of stadium. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But it just it doesn't seem to. Ah, I don't know. I'm so disappointed with Sheffield Wednesday, Rich. So you're OK. This is I'm so I'm intrigued now. So um Apologies if this is wrong, but it felt like you were sort of almost ready to wrap up and kind of fast forward to the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, uh, to me, uh, uh, I think Wednesday could have done better, but I felt like this is a game where we'd probably, I don't know if you can hear that, there's fireworks going off now and I don't know how long we're going to go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I it's kind like, of comforting, you know, I think we need... We need some uh, sound of like rain coming down on a tent, maybe yeah, a, a quiet not... storm in the background. We'll just turn it into the car map, maybe. We'll just get yeah. us, get us, reassure, get us through this. You know, It's not gunshots. It's not related to the training ground. Um, it's somewhere else. Um, no, but for me now, I'm th- uh, for, well, so <laughs> my feeling coming away from the match is one of robbery because I felt like, Callum Patterson was well. We got a bit of a head of steam, mm. and Callum Patterson was hundred percent fouled in the most like we talked so many times about those kind of isolated incidents where there's nothing around them, there's nothing blocking the officials from seeing it. Time almost slows down, and Patterson was clearly shoved in the back. Interesting. I I look from my angle that Patterson was looking for it. He can be looking for it, but he was shoved. If, if you're left and there's a player with two hands out. There's, I was laughing, listeners, just because there was a sheer pause, which Rich will trim this down, so hopefully we can get through this episode and get on with our lives a lot quicker or whatever you're, whatever you're doing at home, folks. Um, but uh, there was a bit of a comedy pause where I think Rich was, Rich was being like, what the fuck are you talking about, Luke? <laughs> but, like, I mean, again, we were in a good position. We were sort of... Um, in uh, different seats today because uh, uh, my sister had sort of injured herself uh, with her other uh, sporting pursuits of netball. Um, but it just looked absolutely clear as day. I mean, I have not seen many. Think about think about what was given midweek against Johnson. 
there was as much contact, if not more. I think there was much more of a case of this being a penalty than than the, the one that was given against Johnson midweek. And I don't have any qualms with the one that was given against Johnson. I think it's it's the sort of soft but given in the modern game type tussle. Mm. I, I felt absolutely and and it was you know clearly the feeling of the people around us and and Patterson was absolute was completely apoplectic with rage. I I I've, I, I, I struggle to remember a, a a worse refereeing decision. I think. I've not seen it back. Obviously, they don't show controversial incidents in the stadium. But seeing it live, it was one of those isolated, time slows down, defender getting his head in his hand sort of moments. And I couldn't believe it wasn't given. Interesting. Uh, Patterson didn't have any hair to tear out, so um, he (laughs) tore his shirt (laughs) um, in in a kind of hulking out type moment. I, you know, I mean, we talk about reactions of players. I think Patterson is honest as the day is long, and I, I think that reaction to me tells me that it was a it was a bad foul and it should have been given as a penalty. Really, um, but obviously, this is Sheffield Wednesday. This this referee had been terrible all game. The referees in this league are awful all the time. So once again, you can't rely on you can't rely on sensible decision making. Um, and they pretty much went up the other end and scored. Mm-hmm. Their second. Uh, I can tell you that was wank. Mm. Um, but also it, it kind of, uh, no, I'm not saying this in a positive way, but I'm just, uh, maybe I'm just, you know, feeling a bit smug here with proving myself. Adoniran was so lackadaisical in his fumble clearance that came to that. I don't know why you don't just put your foot, foot through it yeah. and get it fucking through. He kind of, juggled it on like it was a hacky sack like he's an american college hippie playing a playing around a happy hacky sack he just absolutely kind of like fumbled it on and i mean we're not really going to see many instances where so james henry who was like oh wow that's a that feels like a name from the past you know for a for a jobbing jobbing winger um he's been around a number of like championship and now league one outfit um we're not going to see many players do a kind of very fortuitous poke swivel like that, but swivel. But you know, we can we can make sure it doesn't happen by getting the ball fucking clear. And I just I don't know why yeah. Den Den was so fucking casual with that. Wow. he he looked like a mouse today. When a player who had just went to like a lion in the middle of the park, very meek. Yeah, I I don't know how much um, how much of an excuse I can give him, but. He did play about seven different positions today, and there were there was an incident where Patterson had to run over and talk to Darren Moore to discuss what the formation was supposed to be during the second half. I mean, this is because um, when Deli Bashiru came on, he was playing right wing for a time. Then he got moved to the middle, and Adeniran got moved back. But Adeniran, yeah, Adeniran got moved around about three times, I think. Which mm. you know, who knows, but. No, it's not an excuse for for the the poor play. He's played two games in in a week, um, but yeah, one of those moments. But I do. I mean, I come away feeling like like we've been diddled, really. To be honest, I mean, I know that's <laughs> so apologies for the terminology, but this to me is a daylight robbery, and like I, I, 
I'm getting, I'm getting sick of myself saying it, but I, I just cannot believe how bad referees are in this this division. It's it's blowing my mind, and and it's new well, depths every week. Well, that's fair, Rich, but you know we need to, you know we need to play need past. To be better than it. We need to be better than such a thing, right? I know, I know. It's the same thing with time wasting. Time wasting is only annoying because they've got a goal. They've got what they want, and we've given it to them. Hmm. That what everything that goalkeeper does is not annoying if we win the game, is it? No. Um, anything else? I think the only thing I kind of like looked over very quickly was um, I thought about making a comment about isn't it quite funny? I don't think it really is that funny that like Oxford is largely associated with the the high class, uh, cutting edge, cutting edge red brick university, Oxford mm. University, and then you have Oxford United who are kind of very oikish oikishly and now they're kind of run by carl robinson and it seems like it seems like everybody there is scouse yes yes when i think it's only like four players brannigan is isn't he he's a he's a former liverpool liverpool youngster you've got you've got formley oh yes a scouser i think you've got herbie kane as well who i think from liverpool It, it seems to just be he seems to just kind of assembles all these players to do it and then but it's successful to a certain degree in this tier right yeah 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 there was a good defensive tackle on the eighth minute from bannon if i mentioned that whatever that's, that's about it really i don't know i i very much feel like we got what we deserved which was fuck all really you know but it's just I, it's, I in, it's really in a very it. very sickening manner like i'm going to be honest yeah. it's a sickening manner that I didn't think there was a lot outside of it that really deserved those goals from Oxford. They're all from very clear defensive errors. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm just, I'm getting frustrated with seeing whatever's misfiring. I'm frustrated with all these square pegs in round holes and I'm, I'm fed up to the back. I'm sick, sick, sick to my stomach with Darren Moore and his bullshit. Really? I I don't know how, how much longer we're going to see him. I don't know if like we're getting to this point and the players don't look like the basic errors we see every week are just repeated. I don't know if they're being addressed. I don't know what the problem is, but it just doesn't feel like Moore is trying to look to kind of fix these things. He's looked to add problems onto the problem pile rather than take them away. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, the, the, we, it, we get one bit established. It's a bit like a kind of, lights out sort of game you know we get one bit established okay great okay if we press that one you know so we i think at one point we had a back five that we liked that's completely gone um i I, I like patterson playing how long that lasts for i don't know um some of it's not our own fault some of it's injuries obviously hutch is hutch plays midfield because bannon's out midweek um and then Hutch gets injured, so there's no Hutch. So he can't go back to defence, even though Bannon's back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's very hard. I, I have been surprised, and I wonder whether you'd hope the management team haven't been surprised. But I do think the quality of this division is surprising. It is. I, I, it really is surprising. I'm reading people saying, like, oh, it's a crap league. It's not a crap league. There, there are some very decent teams in this league. Um I'd like to count us among them, but I still don't know. Ten games in, I don't know what we are. I really don't. That's four wins, three draws, three losses after ten games, which maybe that's what we are. We're kind of eh, slightly above average on our day. 
but well the interesting you know, thing is rich days. i mean we've scored conceded twice today we have one of the meanest defense records in the league there's only wigan who we came up against so we put two pass and they've only conceded seven goals yeah we conceded nine which is the same as rotherham basically it's the same as rotherham so we're basically joint second but then really we've scored some of the lowest number of goals in the division. We don't have any consistent... I don't know what the plan is to score goals, which we said all through more... Well, all through last season, regardless of who the manager was, but it was definitely a feature of the latter days of more last season was we just don't know what what the plan is to score goals. And I still don't really know. There's sort of a vague emphasis on width, but there's no quality out wide. So, And we don't have... Well, Patterson adds to our <coughs> adds a real uh, um, aerial threat. Gregory's not an aerial threat in this league. He's too small. Berahino's not an aerial threat. So who are we crossing for? <coughs> anyway, should we do um, any, any honourable mentions? Well, Palmer was okay. Yeah, I think we've got a look and say Patterson. Patterson got a goal. And mm-hmm. I liked the other parts of Patterson's play as well. Yeah. Like the bits when he was, I guess, playing on the wing. Yeah. Because he did a, he did a little bit of that, I guess. I like that. Did a little bit of, yeah, several things. Um, everyone else was pretty pretty poor yeah. overall. I'm gonna say it was just a bad bad performance all around. Who's the worst of it? Um, who do you think is villain? the villain of, villain of the piece, Rich? Who do you who do you want to offer for this? I don't know. I mean, it feels harsh to pick out someone. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> They're all so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it better to? Do some good things and some bad things, but some of the bad things are bad, or do nothing at all. Isn't this the Joey, the Joey Pelopessi enigma? <laughs> Schroden, Schroden just Pelopessi. Schroden just Pessi. <laughs> just Pessi. It's been a while since we've uh, rocked out the old Schrodinger. I know, it's, it's a good one. It's a good um, one. Playing the hits for the, for the fans. Is a gooder, let's put a it. Deep no cut, a deep cut for the for the. The, the, the folks that have been there. We love a callback. <laughs> I don't like a callback of Wednesday being dog shit, though. I'm just wondering, I mean, is, is Shodipo the, the real villain because he just did the sum total of absolutely nothing, whereas Johnson at least got mm. across it? And <laughs> Johnson got two assists, one of the better, you know, one, yeah. of the, one of the other way, unfortunately. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Adoniran, that was pretty bad at the end. Adoniran, yeah, he, he did some negative playmaking. I think we should blame Adoniran because we haven't we haven't blamed we you know we've been loving Dan Dan's work so much. We've just I, I think he's in line. We'll have to, we're due, harsh on him because we love him. He's due some cash. Yeah, because we know he can be so good. We treat him harder than other people. <laughs> I know he shits, but I expect better of you. <laughs> exactly. One of those. Yeah. Why am I why am I getting why am I getting Getting lamented. Why am I getting told off more than the uh, the regular school bully? <laughs> I expect better of you. Oh dear. Well, there we go. Shall we? Mm. Shall we leave it there? <laughs> yeah, we've got I guess favorite, so. We've got gaming our, fa- our favorite trophy next, haven't we? Oh, that's fun. We get to see that midweek. Pizza cup. Pizza cup. It's last of the action. Last of the action. Away at Mansfield. Yeah, and then we're street. not. The, the game isn't called off against Bolton. The game is going ahead against Bolton. As far as I know, yeah. Have they have they finished the international call ups? There's no more international call ups to to make. 
maybe that maybe there's injuries and things like that. But I, yeah, I, I was surprised when people were saying that they thought it might be cancelled because Bolton were one of the few teams that played last time round. So in, unless they've suddenly developed some international players, Kieran Lee's finally got that call up <laughs> to England. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, Bob Uda. So there's a, uh, there's a star article from, from Tody four days ago. Um, it says that though they have Wales international Josh Sheehan and that Sheehan in their okay. ranks, Bolton likely to reach a threshold of three call-ups needed to announce the option of a postponement. There we go. But they were getting all, uh, beating themselves silly over some kids they had, maybe. That was it. Maybe. Well, there we go. Because the only call-up for Ooh, Wednesday is uh, Peacock Farrell, right? Yeah, pick up foul. So yeah, it means we'll have two games in a week probably from um, Wildsmith Top Forty Joe. Mm-hmm. Unless we play pick up Farrell in the in the pizza pizza trophy. Pizza trophy. We'll see. Well, probably um, not because he's probably going to he's off for they've got a game on the ninth and the twelfth, right? Oh, so that's what you're saying. Yeah, well, he's probably so, he's yeah. probably done. We'll probably two. wheel out wheel out Joseph Wildsmith. So, well, there you go. Two little rolls for uh, favorite Mormon for, keeper. Good stuff. Well. A mixed bag, an odd week, a win that we didn't expect and a loss that we probably didn't expect as well. That's sort of the season we're having so far. Mm. Um, but I, I wish you well, Luke, and look after yourself, folks at home, and you look after yourself too, Luke, with your fancy weekends away. <laughs> okay. uh, and uh, speak to you soon. Okay. Chat later, Rich.